Welcome to Season 2 of Visiting's Radio Show, where we talk to artists who are engaged with the public outside traditional exhibition spaces. I'm Alan Nakagawa. Daniela Barbani is an artist and animal rights activist. You can view her work and links to other projects at www.daniellebarbani.com. That's spelled D-A-N-I-E-L-A-B-A-R-B-A-N-I.com. Hi, uh, my name is Daniela Barbani. I am a grad student, an artist, an animal lover, cat whisperer, and recently I have been called a mountain lion lady. So I went to... um what was that? Like an open studio at yes. Cal State Long Beach, and I saw your work. Yes. So you talked a little bit there. Yeah. Um, let's start with the 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 plaques for each. Yeah, the dead um, end signs. Yeah, the dead end. Signs. Yeah, so, so sad. It is really sad. I, you know, been following, um, you know, the mountain lions in the news, and you know, every so often there's always one that's been killed or, you know, uh, whatever it may be. And I, I felt like I needed to do something for them to commemorate their lives. And um, I had recently been printing on um, like found barricades and found street signs. And I came across a dead end sign and I was like, that's kind of perfect. That's what I, that's what I want. So I decided to create a dead end sign um, for every mountain lion that has been um, killed. I haven't uh, made all of them yet. There's still so many that I have to print, but um, the ones that you saw, I think I did about, I don't know if there was about like 20 or 25, I think that yeah. you saw when you came. It's like a half a wall. Yeah, half of a wall. I'm hoping to get my whole wall, my studio filled, um, but there's, there's quite a few more that I have to do yet. But. How many are there? So there are a total of 70, about 74 mountain lions that they currently have tracked and collared. Now that's not how many that are still alive. Um, it's kind of sad, just under half have passed away. So I have quite a few more to make. Wow. Um, and what territory are we talking about? Uh, LA area. Oh, only yeah. like LA o County. Only in LA, yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate. And it's wow. it's like that here, too, right? Because L.A., we're so populated here. And, mm. you know, we're going to run into them because we're living in their homes, you know? So, right. Yeah. There's, um, I mean, it's not just mountain lions. It's oh, yeah. Coyotes. It's all and, kinds of yeah. animals. Yeah. Ever since the drought. Yeah. Uh, they've started coming down. Allegedly, the drought is over. Yeah. But they're probably now used to coming down. Oh, definitely. Like, even in Long yeah. Beach, coyote, coyotes have been spotted um, quite a bit lately. And wow. it's been putting people on edge. And, I mean, I understand, but, you know, I don't know. It's tough for the animals, too, you know? Right, right. Yeah. I was riding uh, my bike in Culver City about two months ago, mm -hmm. and it was the first time I saw signage in the residential mm. area warning about coyotes. Yeah. 
And that's, I've never seen that before. Is that becoming common throughout the whole Southern California? Yeah, I've noticed too. I saw, it was a coyote, I think it said coyote alert. And that that was like the first time I'd seen that too. With a little picture of a coyote. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. And then thinking like Long Beach, like you don't think, you know, you would see any down there, but... Yeah. Every once in a while, my um, my apartment complex sends out an email saying, oh, a coyote has been spotted within our complex. Be on alert. <laughs> like, you know, protect your dogs and keep your cats inside. So right. they're there. Yeah. You you said uh, cat whisperer. Yes. <laughs> Does, do you have cats? I have one cat. She oh, is, so she's 15. Um, she lives with my parents. I couldn't take her with me when I moved to Long Beach, but I love cats. I'm a total cat person. I love all animals, but special connection with the kitties. Where, where do your parents live? Uh, Porter Ranch. Oh. Yeah, so San Fernando Valley, the northern tip of San Fernando oh. Valley, up against the mountains there. Oh, yeah. where there are a lot of wildlife. Yes. Including hawks. Yes. A lot of red tail. How's your cat? She's good. She's indoor. Yeah. Okay, she, yeah, indoor strictly cat. indoor cat. Yeah, oh. you kind of have to be. They get coyotes um, all the time in their backyard. My dad put up a little wildlife camera in the backyard. Oh. So deer, coyote. There's a, a family of hawks that have just had babies in their backyard. So owls, all you name it, all kinds of wild critters living there. Is um. Have you used any of that footage for your work? Um, I've referenced the photos no. before. I haven't used them in my work yet. That is an interesting idea, though. But I have done it's drawings. totally up your alley. I know. <laughs> well, that's how it kind of, I got inspired, you know, from seeing them in my backyard. Yeah. And then I would take those photographs from the, the critter cam and, you know, draw from that and use that in my own work. But yeah, that's where it all started, my backyard. You know that word critter? Yeah. It's so funny to me. <laughs> there's something, um, I mean, I know it's a word, yeah. it's an actual word. Yeah. But there's something so stereotypical mm. country about it. <laughs> but we use it, I hear it all, all the, the time, time in Los Angeles. Yeah, Everyone's all the time. always referring to yeah. critters. And yeah. you don't think we would be using that word mm-hmm. so much, but yeah. it's prevalent. It in is. Our vernacular. Yeah. It's crazy that yeah. we use critters. What it's another word for critters? Little animals? Wildlife? Wildlife. Maybe? Critter critter just rolls off the tongue quite easily. <laughs> There's something very comical about yeah. critters. It almost feels like cartoon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or cute, I guess. Mm-hmm. Almost Disney like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but part part of the thing we talked about when I was in mm-hmm. your studio was the sort of like uh, education yes. part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So you've incorporated that in your work. Can you talk about that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've always wanted to, you know, let the viewer know like what I'm interested in, but also I want them to walk away having learned something, you know. Um, I think this is an important topic and not everyone, of course, is going to, you know, align with my views or agree with me. But if I could at least make them aware of what's going on, um, I feel like I've done my job. And so in order to help kind of spread the education, I started creating um, like little booklets and zines and stuff as takeaways. So if you like for open studios, I had it there. And for other times that I've had um, like gallery shows, 
you can take a little booklet with you and it details, you know, like what, who these mountain lions are, how they've been killed. If you're interested in helping, here are the resources you can go to. Mm. So I'm not going to force, I'm not going to force you to, to do anything, but if you are interested, it's kind of a way of providing you with that first step. Oh, that's good. Yeah. 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 Why, why do you, I mean, I use zines a lot too, Mm -hmm. but can you talk a bit about why you use zines? Yeah, I recently kind of got into book arts and I have taken a few book art classes. And, you know, the first thing you learn in a book arts class is like how to do, how to fold a zine, right? And I was like, well, this is really simple. And I needed a way to convey my message. um, And I wasn't sure how I was going to do that. And I'm like, well, books are like the original way of information being distributed. So why not make a little booklet that can be taken? I could make hundreds of them and it's really easy to do. Just, you know, black and white print it and fold it. And then people feel like they actually get a piece of your artwork too. Cause I would incorporate some, you know, drawings or photographs with in, within the booklet. Mm-hmm. So that way I felt like well, maybe they won't throw it away once they take it home because it's like right. a little piece of art too. Right, right. But, and so your your zine is educational. Yes. And on a subject matter, I just don't see a lot of artists talking about. So let's go back to that subject sure. matter. Sure. So why do they die? People kill them or they... Um, it's a combination of a lot of things. So like specifically with the mountain lions, like for example, even what's happening right now, um, is rat poison is, Mm. um, one of the leading, you know, causes of death. And it's not just the mountain lions. It's anything that consumes the poison or anything that consumes the rat that ate the poison. It's like a chain, right? So even if an animal has eaten the poison whatever eats that animal then has it in their system Mm. and so it's um there's a bill that's being circulated right now hoping to ban rat poison um which is exciting because it's it's making some progress but um in addition to that it's the freeways i mean if do you know who p22 is the famous mountain lion that lives in griffith park oh he um he's still there he's still there he's still alive he's surrounded by three freeways so he's kind of stuck okay um but occasionally you'll see on the news mountain lines that have tried to cross freeways and unfortunately they get hit by cars Mm. um and then more often than not it's like uh territorial disputes because you know their land is shrinking at a rapid pace so they need um you know, they need big spaces to live, right? So if you get two males that are, you know, now in each other's territory, they're mm-hmm. gonna fight for dominance. Uh-huh. And so a lot of it is because of that too. Wow. Yeah, just a lot of different things, right. you know? Mm. But I feel like it all kind of stems from the same issue, which is there's just too many of us and overdevelopment. Yeah, this is not a good place yeah. for yeah. Have you ever seen one up close or? Um, not out in the wild. Okay. Um, I did take a trip out to, um, it was out past Irvine. There's this huge recreational park area. It's like mountain lion territory. 
Um, and they have two mountain lions that they've rescued. Oh. So I got to see those up close, but I have oh. not come across one. Um, so how big are mountain lions? They're pretty big. Yeah. Um, like the females can be as long as six feet long. Oh, okay. Uh, and the males are a little bit bigger than that. Oh. So they can, they're pretty long. Yeah. It's not a small cat. No. This is a... They're like a bobcat little. is smaller. Bobcat right? is smaller, okay. yeah. Even though that that's not something you want to see either. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> those are those are pretty tough. Yeah. So there's only how many did you say? Was you you said there's seventy on the wall and that's half of them are dead. Yeah, just so under like, just under half. So I like just um, over thirty. Yeah. Oh man, and that's just that's within not very yeah, many. and that's just within the like LA area. So I mean, there's yeah. definitely more outside of LA, but the mm-hmm. ones that we've tracked, um, there are some that we've spotted. Um, when I say we, I don't mean me, but you know, like Santa Monica National Park Service, like that they've seen that they haven't collared yet. But um, yeah, it's sad. I don't want them to be wiped out completely. They're predicting that they will be within mm. the next few years, unfortunately. What's this collar look like? Um, it's this really hideous um, looking mm-hmm. collar. It's very thick and it has um, this big block. Like if you envision like a big plastic block it, that sits underneath their chin and then it has one uh, block on the back. And so scientists are able to locate them and then the collar um, sends out regular signals and then they can tell if anything has happened to the mountain lion or you know if it needs help in some way so mm. it's it is it i think you showed me a picture or it was in the zine but it's kind of mm-hmm. darth vader looking it kind of is yeah <laughs> <laughs> can't we design a better looking you would think yeah, or yeah. something less uh yeah, yeah, you would think I the Natural History Museum has one on display because oh. I was trying to get my hands on one, like uh-huh. to borrow one for my art practice. And of course, like they're very expensive. So nobody really wanted to to lend it to me. They were all skeptical, like, oh, why do you want to borrow this? And I was like, it's for art. I'll give it back. But they weren't cool with it. Oh. So I, I went to the Natural History Museum and they have one on display. So I took all kinds of photos of it and I ended up doing a very large um, relief print of one. Oh, uh, pretty, okay. pretty big. Right, right, right. And I was like looking at it too. And I was like, you think there would be something a little bit more streamlined or yeah. simple comfortable. or comfortable. It looks uncomfortable yeah. for the cat. But apparently it doesn't bother them or it doesn't get in their way of living, but they look they don't have a choice right i know <laughs> oh, okay yeah all right yeah all right all right <laughs> i know i know <laughs> or i mean wouldn't a chip be better maybe i'm not sure how how it works exactly like i'm i'm pretty sure the signal has to go a pretty long distance for oh. the scientists to track them i don't know i really i'm unsure how it works but i imagine that's why it's kind of so big (laughs) so that it could be broadcast a little bit farther i could be completely off on that though like what do you call those uh for your uh um wireless oh like a wireless router yeah basically so if you just put a chip in there Mm -hmm. so that the cat has that yeah but then you you put up like 500 routers uh-huh. and you know x amount yeah, like a yeah, grid yeah. system yeah in the forest and stuff 
wouldn't that be better? I mean, maybe that's a hell of a lot more expensive, but I don't, that's interesting. Kind of like it's kind of like cell cat. phones, right? Yeah, your cell phone pings off a particular tower. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That is an interesting idea. Yeah. And, and, and it might be even good for us. Right. Then our cell phones will work in places right? that they don't work right <laughs> yeah. now. We'll get better know. reception. Yeah. Verizon. Yeah. You should pitch it to Verizon. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could be your next art project. Right? Uh, yeah. 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 Wow. What are you working on right now? Currently, I'm kind of in a new spot right now. So my semester just ended and I have started to dabble a little bit in video art surprisingly i've never done it before it Mm -hmm. happened purely accidentally um i had started doing um prints large uh life-size mountain lion prints on housing wrap and tyvek materials and i actually took one outside and i hung it um off of a freeway and oh i saw that online yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i had only taken a couple videos just so that I had it, right? To show that I did it and, you know, for documentation purposes. Right. And there wasn't anything fancy about the videos. I just took a few from, from like from driving underneath it on the freeway and then next to it. And I showed those videos to my uh, faculty and other uh, fellow MFA students just to show. And they ended up really liking the idea of a video. And because when I I played them both videos and they were overlapped with each other and they were playing at the same time Mm. and it kind of created this really interesting imagery with cars going every which direction and then this image of a mountain lion in between the two. And so now I have been challenged to explore that this summer. Wow, nice. Which I'm excited. I'm also nervous because... Yeah, I've never done any kind of video editing before, but um, I'm really excited at this new possibility. I have been thinking about the ghost bike project because I did have a friend from high school who passed away. Um, He got hit by a car while he was riding Mm -hmm. a bike, and so he had a ghost bike. And I was thinking... um, yeah, it was it was a couple of years ago, but yeah, I remember I remember seeing the bike too at mm-hmm. at the site and just being like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. But I've been thinking about that a lot um, when I was taking my print out because I hung it at a site where a mountain lion had been hit by a car trying to cross the freeway, oh. and it's kind of like the same idea, right? Putting up um, kind of like a memorial for right. for this animal that mm-hmm. that passed mm-hmm. away. Um, I just didn't know how long I could leave it up or could I leave it, you know, what if it, you know, became unhooked and flew down onto the freeway, then that's an issue. It's a safety issue. So I eventually took it down. Um, I still want to continue to do it, but I just kind of have to find the right, the right way to do it without, you know, getting in trouble. Logistics. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure there's a way of doing that. Yeah. Yeah. You'll figure it out. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm determined. Yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. So the entity that tracks the mm-hmm. cats, mm-hmm. 
you've contacted them. Yes. They know that you exist. Yes. Is there any collaboration going on there? Not yet, but interestingly. Why? So, oh, it's not <laughs> because of me, but so I actually volunteer with this organization, this really great organization called Citizens for Los Angeles Wildlife. And they're, oh. they're a pretty small organization, but they do like mighty work. It's pretty amazing. And I've got to meet um, some people from like, the National Park Service um, through these events that I've volunteered at. And so like when I wanted to get my hands on a GPS caller, I like I'm not afraid to send an email or two out to these people. And so I did reach out and there is a woman, um, her name is Beth Pratt, and she's very plugged in with um, you know, mountain lions. And I'm like, oh, she's the perfect person. She has a mountain lion collar that if you've ever seen her on the news, she actually wears it on TV. Wow. It's kind of crazy. So I emailed her and she was really excited to know that there was an artist that was interested in, you know, in this topic. And so every fall they do an event called P22 Day. It's at Griffith Park and it's just this big festival and all of these booths come and you you can talk to different organizations and learn more. And so I'm hoping that I can get a little bit more plugged in with that because she was interested in um, some of my bigger pieces that I've printed on like old road signs and barricades. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping to maybe break those out and get those out to these events so that other people can see them. Absolutely. Um, which I think would be pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they know I exist. They, (laughs) I emailed a couple other people that she put me in contact with and they responded, which I was happy about. But after I said, Oh, you know, like I'm an artist, you know, I'll, I'll take anything that I can borrow. They never, they never got back to me. So mm. I'll have to send a couple follow-up emails. I think enough time has passed. Yeah, there's a strategy there. Yeah. And I mean, there's even talks of um, building, uh, I don't know if you've heard, the overpass, the wildlife crossing bridge. Like the one near San Diego? Yeah, over the 101, I believe. Um, Really where? um, I'm not sure exactly where it would be placed. It's, they've just pitched it, and I think it's taken a couple steps forward, but, um, which is like a huge deal. And so, you know, it's... I could totally see artists getting involved with that too, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely. So that's exciting. But yeah, it's yeah. wow. pretty cool. You need to start sharpening your temporary and permanent public art yeah. Ross, you know, yeah. portfolio yeah. so that you can be in, in the running for yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Huh. I, you kind of alluded to it earlier. But, okay, so now we're, we've just talked about all the people who are pro yeah, what yeah. you're pro <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah. So, obviously, there are some yeah, anti-people. Yes. Yeah. Have you had uh, confrontations or... Um, uh, nothing, anything? like, confrontational. No. But, like, for example, I guess, like, in a critique setting, maybe we can start there. Because that's, you know, I'm in school right now and... Occasionally, You're getting your master's. Yes, yeah. I'm getting my MFA. And occasionally we have um, outside artists or curators or, you know, anybody from the outside come in into our critiques and, you know, um, 
we call it graduate critique week. We do it every year and it's really stressful, but it's also really good because we get to meet, you know, people from the art world and they come and take a look at our work. But I seem to always have circles with that um, based on like the content that I'm creating. <laughs> oh. And it, it seems to happen all the time. Um, and at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm used to people not caring about animals. Like I, I get it, like, but it's still, it still stings, you know, when people kind of disregard what you're doing or like most recently, well, the one that really got me upset was um, this guy came in and he looked at the work that I was doing and it was about, um, it was about the overdevelopment of this one area uh, where I grew up, where they're just, leveling mountaintops to build these mansions and so i did a triptych based on that and he came in to the gallery and he looked at the work and he's like okay i get it and that's all that he said and i'm like well we've got like an hour left of crit so <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean that's it you know and a couple of times i've had people who've just been like okay i get what you're saying but you know I don't really want to do anything about it, so moving on. And that's that's always hard, you know, mm. and it's always hard to hear that. But I, I understand that I'm not going to appeal to everybody. But I'm also not, like, forcing anybody to do anything either, you know, because I never want to put anybody on the defensive. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's hard to hear that, that sometimes people just, they don't really care, you know, or it doesn't, if it doesn't affect them directly, then they're not really interested in, in learning more about right. what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. But no, like, wild confrontations or no. anything like that. I'm not a confrontational person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm very passionate about, you know, the, the work that I make, but I'm, I'm, I'm never one to jump down anyone's throat like you're allowed to have your opinion even if i don't agree with it so, for sure yeah <laughs> no yeah i mean and it's definitely been brought up to me before like i've had people like in crit say straight up well you live in a house in a canyon right. and i was like yeah but you know all the more reason for me then to make work about me dealing with the fact that i, I i'm living in an animal's territory you right. know obviously i don't live in a tent out in the middle of nowhere you know bothering no one um, but I, I, that's why I feel like the call to make work about this. Well, but even if you were living in a tent, you'd be bothering something. I'm still living yeah. in somebody's space. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where I could live that wouldn't be, you, can't. you know, I can't. That's the, that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. Is that you have to, <laughs> yeah. uh, negotiate that. Yeah. And currently it's not a negotiation. Mm -mm. It's more like, a. well, it's like manifest yeah. destiny. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like it's actually manifest yeah. destiny. Yeah. Yeah. So we still, um, yeah, it's tricky what you're what you're bringing up. Yeah. Because you're not. It's it's not just about these cats, mm -mm. right? Yeah. Yeah. It's about our our power Definitely. or alleged power. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Self uh, anointed power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's tricky. Yeah, it is. It is. And I don't, I've never claimed to have all the answers either. I'm like very clear about that. You know, I don't think that my work is going to solve all of these problems, you know? Um, but it's just kind of like my way of dealing with what's going on and growing up in an area where, you know, we saw wild animals all the time. And then, you know, I also watched them destroy their habitats to build these new homes. And so I just, I feel like I have to keep making work about it. I can't not, you know? Right. 
I mean, it's never going to end. I don't think it's ever going to end. Is part of that guilt? No, I don't think it's... No? I don't think it's guilt. I think... I mean, I've always had such a big heart for animals growing Mm. up. We've always had, you know... I've always had an animal in my life since I was born. And it's just more out of, like, an appreciation for the animal. I want others to see them the way that I do and, you know, how majestic they are and... um, I don't, I mean, maybe there's a little bit of guilt, but it's not, I don't think it's the driving force behind what I do. Right. Yeah. And um, you you mentioned that you're a cat whisperer. So <laughs> like, you know, the, the world feels like you, you, there are dog lovers and there are cat lovers. Yeah. And so let's say half our cat lovers. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people. That is. If you could transfer that love for domestic cats yeah. to mountain lions, yeah. to me, that's like, I mean, talk about crowdsourcing. Definitely. Yeah, you can raise some <laughs> major money for Definitely. this. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow. Maybe that's your video. Right? Yeah. Yeah, is to make the two synonymous. Yeah. Which they are, mm-hmm. but I don't think most people think that way. No, you know? they don't. They don't. That's really funny. I think there was a study that came out that there are actually more people that own cats than they do dogs or something something crazy like oh. that. And I, I thought it would be, you know, the reverse because everybody loves dogs. But that is quite a few people that I could get, you know, get involved. That concludes another episode of Visitings. Thank you to Daniela Barbani for her time and insight. Again, you can find more information on her work at uh, daniellebarbani.com. D-A-N-I-E-L-A-B-A-R-B-A-N-I.com. You can find more episodes of Visitings Radio Show at SoundCloud, iTunes, and our website, visitings.net. If you visit us on SoundCloud or iTunes, please leave a comment so more people can learn about our show. I'm Alan Akagawa, sitting in my living room in Koreatown, saying thank you for listening to Visitings.